What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Amanda's World. This episode was recorded back in May. Just a heads up. And next clip will be the introduction. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Amanda's World. This week on Amanda's World, I had on Tony. He's an author and a career coach. We talked about so many different things. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys on Saturday. Hey, welcome back to Amanda's World. This week on Amanda's World, we're doing something a little bit different. I have on Tony, who's actually a career coach. Did I say that right? Yes, yes. Who's a career coach. So I'm going to let welcome on Tony. And yeah, welcome, Tony. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to your audience. No problem. So can you like explain to everybody what a career coach is? Because I don't know if my viewers will know that or not. Well, Amanda, there's different types of career coaches in the, in the marketplace. Some career coaches will help someone pre- uh, prepare for an interview or mm-hmm. update their resume to give them a better chance to win oh. that next job. Oh, I'm doing that right now. I have one. Okay, whereas my coaching is more about someone who hates their job and Mm. wants to find something new and they want to know, okay, well, how do I make a better decision about finding a job that I actually can enjoy? Okay. I'm a big believer believer that the work you do doesn't have to be something you hate doing. Mm Mm-hmm. I know um, I actually have a career manager right now who's helping me transition into my college stuff because I'm a junior in high school so I have one who's helping me pick the right career pick the right schools to go to and everything so that's part of your uh school system is it Amanda um no I am on a I get financial aid so with my financial aid I get assistance with career in college okay I was on like a special list to get like extra help with all that stuff so what sort of questions is he asking you to find out? Well, like, what, what they do of... is they help me with my whole college process. So, like, I'm going to meet with, like, a college, like, I don't know what it's called, like, a counselor who does college stuff and, like, look at schools and try to find the right one that's right for me, which right now that's Oswego. That's upstate New York. And, like, they'll help me apply, write, like, my college essay, do all my admission stuff and help me apply and then help me find the career focus for me, which I know for a fact is I want to go into um communications and broadcasting okay and then i want to minor in psych which i know personally a lot of kids in my school who are like my age have no idea what they want to do what like they want to go into but like i've known for like a year now since i've started this at least so you're saying amanda a lot of your school friends don't know no i know a lot of sorry but you do know, what What was the moment that you found out? It's funny. I was with my mom one night, and she's like, I was like, I was like did you know you can get paid to talk? Because all I do is talk. I don't shut up. And my mom's like, yeah, you can get paid to talk. So I was like, is there a major for that that I can go into and make a living out of this? And at the time, I was doing my podcast, but, like, didn't realize that I could go into, like, communications and get a degree in, like, producing, directing, and do what I'm doing now, but get paid for it as a full-time job and have a degree for it. So when I found that out, I was like, that would be cool to have a degree degree for it. And then this year, my school has this, like, production class that I started to take, and, like, I fell in love with the whole class and realized, like, this is what the classes I want to take in college and do the rest of my life. Okay, all right, so there's two points there, Amanda, for your audience to understand how you got to your moment of understanding. Mm. Number one, you have a talent for talking. Yeah. 
So that, there's a talent there for that. Mm. So the people listening is, what are you talented at? What is your strength? Like, sorry, I know, I know a lot of kids go for sports scholarships in my school. Okay. So, yeah. So one is connect with what you're talented at is one part of the decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second part is you mentioned you fell in love with the communications. Yeah. You've got to love what you do. Mm-hmm. So that's point number two. Number three, can I add one more? Yeah. Make sure it's something you can earn an income from. Yeah, yeah. Okay, don't just do something and, well, no. nothing happens. You've still got to pay bills and no. eat and all that. So you know, make those three elements. Yeah, you know what's funny? I'm doing a minor and a major. So my minor, I've known that I wanted to be minor in psych my whole life. Since I was in middle school, I knew I always wanted to get a minor in psych. That I knew from the um, second, my eighth grade year that I wanted to minor in psych. I just never knew a major. Okay. Well, what is it about psych that you're curious about? I had a family, I had a counselor in middle school who like got me in the right path of my life, but was somebody who was really close to me. And my like aunt and uncle are psychiatrists, I think you're saying like our counselors and stuff. So, like, working with them and stuff, I've always had, like, a need to, like, want to help people. And I've always wanted to have a minor in in psychiatry. I don't know if I'm saying right. In psych. Because of that, I've just always... My dad's a recovering addict and, like, stuff. So, like, I've always been into, like, helping people who might be struggling with stuff. So, I've always wanted to have a minor in psych because of that. Okay. Um... All right, can we just paint your picture? Yeah. Amanda? Yeah. So there's a couple of elements to what you do. So one, you love communications. Yeah. And secondly, you love the word of psych. And the psyche is really understanding what goes on inside people's minds. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, so in your situation, I would find a career path, which it sounds like what you're doing, which connects the two elements. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always wanted so to do it on, like, the side. Like, I want to do, like, this full-time, but on the side, do, like, free counseling or something if I had a minor in that. Okay, but... Well, that's another way of doing it, is having more than one stream. Yeah. One, one other option, another option uh-huh. for people is combine two or three things that you really love and make it one. Eventually, you don't know, this podcast yeah. may eventually be specific about helping people with specific problems it could get there eventually right now it's just a mix of things that i like and i'm interested exactly. in. exactly remember you're 17 years of age yeah as you get more life experiences and you develop your training and education in psych you may decide this is the specific problem I can help people with. Mm-hmm. And so that's the problem. Well, I don't, and you can use communications yeah. in podcasts. I don't know if you've seen this, that. but I just did a really big episode with an organization for um, sexual assault where I got to sit down with somebody with an organization and bring awareness to that. I've done an episode on that. I have a couple unreleased episodes for mental health that I've done. Okay. I've been to, I'm going to get to interview um, some people who have gone through some mental health issues that I've struggled with in the past. So that's like a yeah. big key to like wanting to minor in psych is that I've gone through like some mental health problems in the past. So I want to be able to help people make the right choices, not the choices that I made at the time. Okay. 
Um, well, that's another element when people can look at when they're making a career decision is what challenges have you gone through and come out the other end yeah. that you can now potentially help others with? That's like a big reason why I've always wanted to minor in psych. But I've always seen myself being successful in podcasting too and like communications. But like, it'd just be cool to like, if communications doesn't work out in the long end, I could go back and get my major in psych but have a minor already. Okay. I Don't be surprised, and I'm not going to put this on you, Yeah. that those two worlds come together. Yeah. Okay. And you become a podcast host specifically around mental health or something to that nature. Uh-huh. We'll get there eventually. Right now I'm kind yeah, of just a- dabbling and trying, sorry, trying different things. That's another point for your audience. Yeah. If you're 17 or 18 years of age, really a key part of your career journey at the moment is experimenting mm-hmm. with what you'd love to do. Yeah, and that's why I, we don't. Sorry, we don't all get it right the first time. Nah, that's why I've been trying to like work with different companies. Like I got offered an internship with Barcel Sports when I turned eighteen. So when I'm in college, I can intern for Barcel. Perfect. So yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn in an application intern there when I turn eighteen. So next summer, not this summer coming up, the summer after. Your focus should be experimenting, trying out new things, see what you like, what you don't like, and then refine it as you go. Yeah. We'll see. I'm just like right now, I'm just trying this out, and I've tended to like fall in love with this right now. And like I love producing, I love directing, and I love being in charge of everything. So that's like been the main focus. It's like I'm my own person through this, and it's like a way to express myself, and that's what I like doing with this. Uh, you're very good with technology. I've gotten a lot better now that I do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the point you've just mentioned there, I don't want to gloss over. That's another important element of your career decision uh-huh. is make sure your career is a way that you express yourself. Yeah, I think I've been the most happiest since doing this. Yeah. A lot of people, their work is actually suppressing and denying who they are. Mm-hmm. I can actually, can I use an example of what you just said? Um, Steve Jobs. No, I have an example. Oh, uh, you have an example. Okay, you, you share yours and then yeah. we'll talk about Steve. My, um, my dad used to be a nurse and had his full-time nursing degree. And I think he had a new job every other month for a while. So, like, one month he'd be working here, the next month he'd be somewhere else because he didn't like his job, so he'd transfer. And then he'd transfer again and again and again and again. And now he's not able, now he's on full full permanent disability leave. But beforehand, he had a new job every other month. And and what was was the issue? He, He just never liked any of the work he did? He has some mental health issues, but, um, he just was never able to hold a job with, like, places right. he either didn't like it or he they'd ask him to leave or he didn't like the job it was a mix of different things but seeing that happen like why growing up has made me realize that i want to find a career that i like and that i'll stick with and make a full-time living out of it perfect okay 
So did it cause a lot of um, issues in the family dynamic that he uh, kept changing jobs? Oh, oh yeah. My mom's full. My parents are fully divorced now. My mom has full custody of me, like complete full custody of me and my brother. And um, I don't see my dad a lot anymore. Only when I when I'm able to. It's not often. But yeah, it's hard. It was hard. My mom had to get a full time working job. Right. She had to provide the continuity if you like and we actually had because he was we actually had to move out of my old house because he didn't we didn't he wasn't able to pay it off and ended up moving in with my grandmother okay so like i've seen what that stuff does like what happens he's a recovering addict by the way too so i've just seen what that stuff does to you and because of that it's like motivating me to like do something i love and get a job and like get my life on the right path and not end up something similar to like what my dad ended up doing. No offense to my dad. Cause I know he listens to this. I just, I've seen what that stuff does to you. And I want to make sure I'm on the right clear path growing up and have like a big future ahead of me with doing something I love and I'm not miserable the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, you're learning from his example, aren't you? Yeah, I really have. Perfect. Um, sometimes our parents, uh, great teachers they really are either in terms of what to do or what not to do yeah he's been what not to do my unfortunately in my case my mom's been what to do and my dad has been what not to do okay like my mom can i use my mom as an example for a sec my mom's given up everything works a full-time job a nine like a nine to five job and then raises two kids and she does a job that she likes kind of she had to transfer jobs because of COVID, and she's not a fan of her new place, but she's transferring soon. But um, she gave up everything for me and my brother, and we're, the lady is always working. So, like, she motivates okay. me to want to get a job and to be able to help her. Okay. So, yep, so she's a bit of an inspiration for you in terms of how to live your life. Yeah. yeah. And my father, on the other hand, is like a, a book lesson of what not to do. Well, you could say that, but he's also given you a bit of a career path, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't... About I don't... solving a problem, about an important... Because mental health isn't just your dad's problem. No. It's, it's, it's massive. It is. Well, it's, it's funny. I've always... I've grown up with him being in and out of my life since the age of six. So he'd be in and out of jobs, working, not working, working, not working. So I've just grown up in that environment, seeing him struggle with that. And I've always been driven to, like, want to get a job where I, what I love doing, what I'm doing. But also being able to support my family and, like, help my mom pay off bills. Eventually, I want to be able to help her pay off stuff and, like, give her money to help her. So I've always wanted to get a job that I'm able to help my mom and my brother pay for stuff. And, like, you know, just, like, support my family, too. Because my family is the most important thing to me. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Both your parents are... Uh influencing what you do today and where you want to go in the future yeah. and also my grandmother has influenced a lot of it i lived with my grandma since i was six okay the lady's amazing and... she um worked a full-time job as a nurse and then retired and fully became my adult supervision with my mom okay the lady has motivated me she's 77 years old and no, 78 or 77. The lady goes to the gym every morning, works out at 6.30 in the morning, every morning. She'll leave to go to the gym. The lady's like 77 years old. And then she she works. She volunteers at places. She helps all her friends. She does everything. 
Like, the lady has such a great work ethic, and growing up in an environment with her has kind of shown me what to do, too. Well, Amanda, it sounds like she's got a um, more than great, just a great work ethic. She's got a passion for life and living. Well, she's retired, and she volunteers at, like, a whole bunch of organizations at my church. She's always helping people. Even though she's retired, it's like she's still working, because she's doing everything and anything. If you want to live a long life... Yeah. And stay healthy. You don't retire. You be, you stay productive and you become relevant, uh-huh. and you still are useful to people. Yeah, she's unbelievable. She um she drives me everywhere because I don't drive. She drives me everywhere. She um volunteers at my church at like th- four different organizations. She's always driving her friends around. She's unbelievable. And the fact that she goes to the gym every morning that that just that puts me like I'm gonna go to the, like she motivates me to do my thing. Perfect. You've got a number of um, really important mentors and teachers in your life, Amanda. Yeah, they've all been amazing, honestly. And I, I've honestly seen what I wanted to do when I like graduate high school next year. And that's to definitely major in communications. Sounds like you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, do you want to talk about how COVID has impacted yeah. your side of the world? I wanted to ask you. I'm. I've interviewed a couple of people from Australia, and I've heard so many different things. Like, how has it been over there? Well, in Australia, we really had a lot of tight restrictions with COVID uh-huh. in terms of lockdowns, where people couldn't go to work. Yeah. Um, you could only go for walks. Uh, for a certain period of time yeah. during the day. I have a really good friend, sorry. I have a really good friend who's from Australia, that's why. Yeah, and you you could only go to grocery shopping and do your food and um, medical shopping. Yeah. You couldn't go to um, big retail stores. So we had a lot of closures and lockdowns during that period. And also people lost their jobs, obviously. Yeah. Um, in retail, in hospitality, airlines all that so and then there's a concept i know in america called the great resignation where a lot of people had enough of their jobs i didn't and left that's funny i never i watch cnn every day and i don't remember hearing about that yeah it's called the great resignation in america and in other countries that's happened as well and it's called different names but Mm -hmm. people uh left jobs because they didn't like doing all the traveling that was associated with it. People got used to working from home. That was another sort of innovation that came as a result of COVID is people set up their own home offices to do their work from computer without having to go to the office. I'm I'm assuming that happened in America where... Yeah, my family friends actually stopped working in the office completely and are now working fully from home. Yeah. So that gave people some flexibility, didn't it? They Mm. could go for walks at lunchtime. Yeah, that was my favourite part about doing online school is that I was from home in my bed doing school. I love that. I could go back to doing that in a minute. I'd I'd be so happy. Okay. And then there was a different group of people that hated working from home because they missed the social interaction. I agree with you. I'm almost a mix of both. I Yeah. After I started the podcast, I was doing social interaction on Zoom almost every day. So I was like, okay, with being at home because I was doing this. Yeah, so you were interacting socially by being at home. Yeah, so I liked it. 
Okay, so you didn't find COVID a major challenge for you? No, I've been the best I've been since COVID happened. <laughs> so what else? How did it... So why didn't you like the way it was before? I was going through a lot at the time and was, like, just getting out of, like, a super toxic friendship, was trying to fit into my high school. So giving that time away from my school and all those kids gave me time to honestly, like, find myself and find the person I wanted to be. And I came back into school a little nervous, but by, by January of 2021, in my middle of my 10th grade year, I started the podcast on January 21st, 2021. And ever since I started, I've just become a whole different person since. And now I'm the happiest I've been since COVID happened and everything. I'm like a whole new person. It's interesting. You found, you discovered your podcast on the 21st of January. Yeah. That's my birthday. It is. It is. That's funny. That's my cousin's birthday too. All right. Yeah. So we're Aquarians. Yeah. I'm a Leo. I, I, I match every definition of a Leo. So. All right. Yeah. You've got a lot of courage and... Um, yeah, I'm dramatic. Leos are known to be dramatic and I'm dramatic. That's where I hit it. Okay. How do your friends um, see you now that they know you do this sort of stuff? What's well, funny. This one kid in my school, not going to name drop him. He's actually coming back on the podcast. Um, he has a thing for my producer. I work with some people once in a while, like some bigger companies. So I have this one producer who he is obsessed with and like loves her. And then, so, like, he likes what I'm doing and, like, supports it. He likes my producer a lot more than he likes my podcast because my producer works for Young Hollywood, and she does, like, interviews with bigger rappers and stuff. She's, like, not my producer, but, like, at the same time she is because she helps me out a lot, so I just call her my producer. She's, like, somebody on my team. Then there's, um, like, my three, I'll be real with you, my closest friends who are girls, they haven't listened to a single episode of A Man's World because I just talk about it. So I'll tell them everything. So there's no point for them to listen to it. But they're very supportive of it. They've been supportive since the beginning. Then the guys in my school, they all listen to it. And they're very supportive too. So everybody has like been very supportive. Has there ever been a time where you felt like giving it away? No. No. Have no. there been challenges and trials? And there's been some trials. I had actually a couple months where I was working with this kid. And I ended up like completely just cutting him off and not working with him anymore because I felt like he was holding me back which he was and since I cut him off I've gotten so much done and done so much better without working with this person anymore so that was like one of the best decisions I've ever made is to cut off my con toxic like connections or people who I felt like were using me so I did that recently like a couple months ago back and I've been the happiest since and I've been doing so well okay so how many people a week do you interview Depends. Like, I do, like, almost 20 to 30 interviews a week. And where do these people all come from? Parts of the United States, Australia, Germany, um, where else? Belgium. But how do you connect? How do you find them? Instagram DM. All right. So do you reach out to them or do they come to you? I reach out to them. It's funny. I just reach out to people and see who responds to me. I email, DM. And what percentage accept or? I've pretty much been accepted by everybody. No one has knocked you back. A couple have because of my age. But um, usually I've been, ex I've been approved by everybody. Okay. 
that's pretty impressive. So, Amanda, you don't have any troubles uh, reaching out and um, no. putting yourself out in the world? No, in the beginning I was a little nervous and a little, like, nervous to do it. But as I slowly got into it, I just became natural. I mean, I do it now all the time, and I, I'm used to it. It's like a daily routine. And I've been able to gain a pretty big following because of it. We just hit 8,000 today, and that's in the time span of a year. That's 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 a really big achievement, isn't it? Yeah, 8, I'm two away um, from 10k. Like, oh my god, how did I do that? How long do you reckon it'll take you to get to 10k? I feel I'll have it by the end of. I'm I'm assuming I'll have it probably by September. Who knows? It could either go really quick. Who knows? I don't know. I gained eight thousand in a month. Of I just hit seven thousand back in April, and at the end of April, I had eight thousand. So, Amanda, I'm curious, do your followers reach out to you and say, Amanda, I'd like you to um, find people who can talk about no. the subject and that topic? Or do you just make your own, call your own shots? I just call my own shots. Once in a while, there'll be a kid in my school who'll be like, yo, Amanda, can you do this person? Or yo, Amanda, can you do this person? But usually it's names that I'm just not, I, I have, like, no intention of, like, ever meeting that person. But, like, once in a while, people give me suggestions, but normally I do everything myself. Okay. And have there been some interviews that have been really disappointing and you've never published them? I had one that I wish I didn't publish. Like, I absolutely wish I didn't publish to begin with. I'm super disgusted with, like, the person I had on and was, like, didn't like the way... The episode was really, really hard to record. And then when I went to upload it, that was fine. I was fine with the person. Then I found out the person was using me just for a podcast episode. It was somebody who I knew. So I took down their episode and cut them off completely because they were using me for a podcast that got over 100-something views. So it was benefiting them, and I didn't want to help them because I felt like I was being used. So I took down their podcast. So that's like one podcast I wish I never recorded. Okay, so people were coming there for themselves, not for serving your audience. Yeah, they'll be there to try to benefit themselves or, like, their career. Well, like, oh, It'll be, like, kids using me just for my views, which I'm, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be used. So now I'm very much alert and, like, will turn down people if I don't feel like they're a right fit. Have you had people turn up to your sessions and they only give you one-word answers? Yeah, that was actually the episode I took down. Oh, that was the episode, was it? Yeah, it was. It was a kid who I know from my school. I've known him since middle school. So I was like, okay, I don't see, like, any problem with letting the kid on. I'm not going to say what he does or anything because I don't want to, like, expose him. But it just wasn't a good episode to begin with. But, like, I we it, I promised him I'd upload it because at the time we were really good friends. But then he started to, like, act really weird and was, like, using me for stuff. Like, I felt like I was being used. I mentioned to him several times, and he just didn't listen to me. So I, like, felt like it was best just to take down his episode and not associate with him anymore. So that's exactly what I did. Okay. So, Amanda, I have another question for you. Yeah. Who in the um, entertainment or media world yeah. do you look up to? That's a good question. I have to say either Brianna Chicken Fry, because she does what I do, but does it 10 times better than me, and I absolutely love Brianna. Or I have to be real with you. This is so stupid. I don't know why I like this person so much. I've always had a thing for Demi Lovato. Growing up, that was, like, the music I always listened to was her, was Demi. So, like, Demi Lovato kind of, like, inspires me to do, like, my, my mental health stuff. So Demi or um, Brianna. Okay. 
have you met these people or you'd like to in the future? I have some connections for Brianna. I'm waiting to hear. And Demi, who knows? I'm manifesting it. Okay. So it might be in the horizon somewhere. Maybe. Who? You never know. I have some connections for Demi, so we'll see. Are there any authors and books that you read? So, um, I don't, I'm not a big reader. I'll be real with you, but I didn't, oh, let me look up the name really quick. I did an interview last night with this author, such a nice guy, and his book sounds so good. Like, I genuinely want to read it. Like, I truly want to read his book. I just want to check the name really quick to make sure I say it right. So, his name is James, oh, God, wait one second. It's, his name is, okay, wait, I'm trying to pull up his name. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is James Michael Bailey, and he wrote the book, OC, the book called The Diary of an OC Manic, and it's about, um, it's about his book, it's, um, it details about how he used his OCD to sell books, but he had a whole bunch of celebrities write stories in the book, including, like, Charlie Galepsi, people from, like, um, from Friends and etc., and a whole bunch of people in LA, like, who, like, are bigger names in the book, and a whole bunch of big-selling authors has bought his book, including Mel Brooks, Rarely Hanks, Charlie Galepsi, and um, his book just sounds so interesting. That's something I genuinely want to read because it's all about, like, his struggle with his mental health, but, like, other celebrity stories, too, and it's genuinely a book that I honestly am, and I actually am going to buy tonight, and hopefully it will be here by Monday morning. I'll get to read it. Okay. So that's, like, one book that I, like, really want to read. Oh, that sounds good, because that sounds like it's, uh, it's a journey of someone's life. Well, no, life. it's cool, because, he, oh, my God, I did the interview last night. I remember one of his books that he wrote is um was sent to HBO Max, like, as a script for a movie. Oh, right. Yeah, but, like, that book, it, oh, my, oh, my God, what was the name of it again? Sorry. I want to make sure I say it right. Um, The Diary of an OCD Manic. That just sounds so good that, like, I genuinely want to read it. And I never want to read, but I really want to read that book. Okay. Do you keep a diary or a journal? I used to when I was going through a lot. I actually have a hidden diary in my room that nobody, my mother doesn't even know where it is because I'm hiding it from her. And I've written like stuff in it, but like my handwriting's not legible. So like, it's, am I going to be able to read it? Who knows? It's worth keeping. Um, I recommend that to a lot of people to keep a journal of key experiences. I actually did video keep. diaries. In middle school, I have all my old video diaries. Well, that's the other way of doing it now, isn't it? Um, yeah. Digital, digitally, yeah. Um, uh, but a lot of famous people yeah. have journals and diaries. Yeah. And they Actually, you know how I started off my social media career is by doing video diaries and vlogs in my life. That's how I started my social media career. Okay. <coughs> um, do you like listening to people's stories about their life i do occasionally it depends like if it sounds interesting then yeah but if it's like an adult going on about like their childhood and all the things that went wrong in their childhood like complaining then no but if it's like generally someone telling like a really good story then yeah but if it's somebody just ranting no okay yes if they're just complaining and downloading all their problems then that's a bit different isn't it yeah Okay, so the story must have something, a challenge that they've overcome, something like that? Mm-hmm. If it's, like, somebody complaining about, like, the stuff that goes wrong in their life, I'm, like, I'm, like, I understand where you're coming from, but, like, 
it's a little confusing. Yeah, it's a lot of, some people just love complaining for the sake of complaining. I don't know, I shouldn't be talking, because I, I am a good, I complain a lot. I'm known for complaining. But like, you know. But you're also, you're also doing something in the world, Amanda. Yeah. So, um, it's quite impressive to Thank you. put yourself out in the world and uh, have the followers that you have. and Yeah. And also, you're giving people the opportunity to speak. I have, and that's rare because I'm a big talker and I normally like to interrupt and not let people talk, so this is rare. Um, so, by doing this, what are some of the questions your friends at school ask you in terms of the question, them. the questions I get all the time is, can you get this one to follow me back on Instagram? Because I'm followed back by a lot of bigger names. So can you get this one to DM me? And I'm like, dude, no, absolutely not. Like, there's one boy in my school who felt the need to follow the girl from Young Hollywood and is now, like, going around, like, follows her. And it's really funny because he's the only guy in my school that follows her. So it's me who she follows back and then him. And it's just really funny because he'll go, like, ask me, like, if he can DM her. And I'm like, dude... I work with her professionally, so no. But, like, I don't care that he follows her. I think it's funny because he likes looking at her stories. Like, he likes her from Young Hollywood, like, watches her on YouTube. So, like, he knows who she is, obviously. But it's just funny because he'll generally have conversations with me about her job at Young Hollywood. Okay. So you're seeing a bit of as a, a bit of a celebrity then, Amanda, at school. Yeah, like kids will talk to me about my podcast, see if they can come on as a guest, or like ask me questions like, "What is it like running a podcast and stuff like that?" Because I I started my high school's podcast trend. Okay, so you've had students on appears. Yeah, I've had on well one that everybody loved was Jake and Carly. I had them on. They did really well. I had on Luke and Lily. They did really well. I had on Joe. His episode did really well. I had on Emiliano. His episode did well. And then today I had on Jada, Ashley, Leah, and Noah. And their episode was just out today. And then am I missing any? I had on Izzy. Her episode did good. Or I, And I had on Alex. And her episode did good. I don't think I'm missing anybody. I think those are the only kids I've had on. Okay. And... After they've been on your episode... They still talk to me. I Like, all of them I'm good friends with. Okay. But what happens to them? Do other people, do other podcasters listening to your podcasts? And... Well, it's funny. The only one that I've gotten asked to bring to interviews is Jake. That's what my audience seems to like, and everybody seems to like Jake. Out of everybody I've had on, everybody loves Jake. I'm not exactly sure why they do, but I get asked a hundred times, like, oh, can you bring Jake to this interview, please? Or no, can you bring Jake here with you? People just want more of Jake. What was so special about it? I don't know. Jake's very entertaining to sit in a room with. He's just really amusing. So anywhere I'm going, like I'm doing an interview in a couple weeks that Jake's going to come co-host with me. So like... So does, he, does he tell stories? Does he make people laugh? No, he just has no idea what's going... He's He doesn't really pay attention. So he, he when he's talking, it doesn't make any sense. And he's just really funny. And he just makes everybody laugh. And he's just really amusing. And he has a very good knowledge of NFTs and Bitcoin. That's his thing is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all that. So when it comes to that aspect, he's just really entertaining to have a conversation with about that. And all together, he's just really entertaining. And my audience really seems to like Jake. Out of everybody I've had on, I get a lot of feedback asking for more, for more of Jake. All right. Well, he's the man by the sound of it. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get him to start a podcast and he won't do it. Oh, 
Oh, right. He, he doesn't won't. have the confidence that you do? No, he won't do it because he assumes he can just come on mine whenever he feels like it. Mm, it's not quite the same thing, though, is it? No, really? it's not. And his podcast would do well. It do so well. He, I could see him doing well because he'd just sit there and just talk about anything. And he's just interesting. Like, the stories he could share, he'd do well. But he won't do it. He refuses to do it. I've had the conversation with him several times. I've actually offered to make him an account for Anchor to set him up and set up his profile and make his account and help him upload his first episode, and he still won't do it. So what do you think stopping him? <laughs> to be real with you... I think it's stopping him because he realizes that he's friends with me. So if he wants to do a podcast, he can just ask to go on mine. I think that's what's stopping uh, him. No, I think what's stopping him, he has a fear, fear? of some sort. A fear of what? I think, if you're real with you, he tells me it gives him anxiety, that it makes him nervous. But I'm going to be real with you. When he was doing my podcast with me, the kid wouldn't stop talking. He was in his zone. Like, you could tell that he liked doing it. So he, it's he's he's different. Yeah, but that's because you're there and you're the core, the center of focus. When you're the main person, it puts more pressure on you. And that's what I think he's struggling with, is my view. Yeah, well, I'm actually having him on in like a week or so. I don't know when the episode's going to be out to co-host something where I'm going to have him do an episode and completely run it and have him be like the second host, but like kind of have him host it. Because the person I'm interviewing is somebody who he's been asking me all week to meet. So I'm going to do a part two to their interview and kind of see how he does with that. And if he does well, I'm going to have her convince him to start a podcast and kind of see if we can help him somehow. Yes, it might be a slow process with Jake. and um, It's going to be slow, but... Yeah, you, you just gradually lean him into it. That's why I'm going to have him come co-host this episode. Because yeah. I'm realizing... Oh, he listens to this. He's he's fully subscribed to a man's boy, by the way. Just gonna put this out here. He subscribes and listens to it. But um, you know, he um he do well and I feel like this interview that I'm having him do with me, he's it's gonna do well and like I'm hoping after this it will give him some awakening, like, Oh, I could maybe do this, maybe get like a couple of my friends to do it with me. And have them do it together and I'll help them start. Because he has, I have, he has one friend that I could see them running a podcast together and doing really well. But of course the friend who, his friend, I can't have on mine unfortunately. But um, because my school, like, I just won't have him on. He has no filter, his friend, and I just don't think it's the right content for a man's world. But um, they could do a podcast together and have it do really well. Well, Jake has certainly got his subject in terms of uh, cryptocurrency, so he's got that. Oh, he has so much money saved um, in Bitcoin? He came on, actually, the first time for a man's world to do a practice, like, a, a episode. He leaked his Bitcoin password. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's done some interesting things on a man's world for some unseen footage of Jake. All right, yes. So it's great, Amanda, that... Uh, you're also helping other people. I've helped like journey. I've helped a couple girls in my production class start podcasts. I've helped a couple kids start podcasts. So, do you get a lot of satisfaction out of that? Yeah, I love doing it. I love helping people do something like this because it's something like I'm able to do. So I feel like I'm gonna be able to help other people that will help them. So I enjoy doing it. So you get satisfaction out of it. Yeah. Perfect. That's the key to a career. Is you're actually. Um, supporting other people's journey. Yeah. 
Hopefully, Amanda, that they're grateful and they never forget that that's what you've been doing for them. Hopefully. But anyways, I'm going to end this off here, Tony. Thank you so much for coming right. on. I'm going to put all Tony's stuff below. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I'll see you all for Small Business Saturday. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amanda's World. Make sure to go check out my socials. I'm going to put it below. And I'll see you guys on Saturday. Thanks for listening.